0: The only podcast still legal in the Mushroom Kingdom. You're now listening to the exclamation mark.
1: Welcome to the Exclamation Mark podcast, the only podcast that's still legal in the Mushroom Kingdom. My name is Crofton Steers. I am the Nathan Drake of this podcast, if you will. And with me, my brother in arms, the Sam Drake of this podcast. I'm talking about Bo Schwartz. Welcome, Bo.
0: Thank you for the warm welcome. I assume it's good. Not having any flavor reference for... Uncharted, not having played it i don't know if that's a big f you to me or a big you're awesome so
1: no spoilers bo no spoilers damn it i'll Could, never
0: know i will you'll
1: never know, know. you'll never know Somewhere,
0: i feel like i will play that game and that means hey, it, i'll never it, find out
1: incidentally I, I lent my entire ps4 to breck who the is a friend of ours yeah. out of law, law school he's taken 6 weeks off i like how, how the was...
0: guy well i guess it's expensive never
1: mind continue so so anyway he he um he, anyway he borrowed he, he's normally busy works crazy hours so i lent it to him with all these games he's never played an uncharted game and he started with the fourth one i kind of wanted to, to get him on the show just to to see how I'm curious how that, for somebody who hasn't played the first three, how, you know, how how much does he appreciate or how much does he feel like he's missing? But he is, like, powering through it. Like, he keeps sending me these updates, and he's he's already decided it's, like, the best video game he's ever played in his life. He's wow. Which is, you know, high well, praise.
0: It's high praise, but also he doesn't play that many games, so.
1: He has played a lot in his life.
0: Frame of reference there, but. Uh, you know we'll take his compliment it's valid it's worth it's worth listening it's to i suppose
1: it's true um speaking of things worth listening to bo i i looked at our show notes i feel like we got a packed show let's just go right into the the news of the week the stuff that made made our radar i guess the readme.txt <laughs> Txt. So, welcome to ReadMe.txt, the section of the show where we talk about some of the news uh, since our last episode that oh, has kind oh, of tickled our fancy, if you will. Um, and, uh, but I will uh, let you go first. Anything that caught your interest in the past couple of weeks, video game-wise?
0: Um, well, yeah. Specifically, Doom. So, it pains me to share with everyone that I can't really afford to purchase Doom right now and it's it's hurting me. I feel, I think about the Doom game. I watch a Doom trailer and go, "Oh, I just don't have the money to buy it right now. I can't justify it." I really want to play this game. The good news is that it is good. Reviews are in. They are not 10 on 10 reviews, but I think on the whole this is a positive... I've watched some streams of it. It looks like a lot of fun. And I'm really happy I was going to totally ask you that. Game. Do
1: you watch like do you watch streams because you can't buy the game and does that ruin it at all for you i feel like a game like doom is not story heavy
0: yeah I, I haven't watched it for any great length of time i maybe checked out a stream for like 10 20 minutes a couple of times just to get a feel because i don't want there to, not that they uh, reportedly there's very little story which is you know very good for what doom is the legacy of it is a non-narrative game it's very very light narrative and it's very action-packed, and the glory kills look cool. Like, it just looks like a good time for a single-player game. And I think that's what people want from, from, like, a Doom title. It's not that we don't want narrative, and we shouldn't have narrative games or anything. It's just, from that franchise, the core is fast-paced action with tons of demons and blood and guts. But we don't need the rhyme or reason. So, reviews are favorable.
1: But to be fair, I, I hear the multiplayer is good, too. It's not just a single player.
0: Oh, uh, I tried the actual open beta. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> is it really?
0: I, I think... Okay, I don't think... I've been playing Overwatch, which is amazing competitive shooter. Playing that game, it's like going back 10 years in gaming and just, you know, maybe the graphics are a bit better, but it's not that good. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there are people that like it, but... My initial impression was no thanks, and I did go to Metacritic to check out reviews, which I don't often do for games, but for this one I did, and and most of it was great game, snap 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 map, the, the web the, the map building features interesting, and multiplayer is not great. So, oh really? Eh? Yeah, yeah, it's.
1: Well, speaking of a game that will potentially have good uh, multiplayer, uh, the latest game in the Battlefield series has been announced with the interesting title of Battlefield 1, presumably because it is set during World War I, uh, which is an era that has not been explored um, recently in gaming. And, Bo, the reason this is on my radar, because I am not a Call of Duty Battlefield guy, as you generally know, yeah, is that... The Great War of World War One is is one that is interested and sort of fascinated me from a, a historical perfe- a perspective. Since I played the Sierra Dynamics game Red Baron as a kid,
0: <laughs> okay. I'm not sure
1: it's it, it, it was like a flight simulator. Yeah, yeah it had you know it's it's funny cuz it's it's my still my favorite flight sim of all time i'm not a flight sim guy but like just the dueling of planes and it was very kind of like you know you're it's not supersonic jets they're all kind of slow moving Planes with zeppelins and all that and i learned there's all this information in the game and i learned about all the aces of world war one and like just jumping into one of those planes again and and playing a video game set in the, the world war one that appeals to me a lot so anyway i hope they aren't have you, some success with aren't that. you kind of wow like that's really
0: reaching into the past though to be like you know what war game i like that i haven't liked the game since Red Baron, like that is I. I re-
1: no, no, it's just the it's the only world like World War One game I'm talking about. Isn't
0: the first Call of Duty World War One?
1: No, World War Two. No,
0: maybe I'm thinking of Brothers in Arms. Is that World War
1: One? World is- War Two. Wow. Okay. All right. There, there's there's very few World Wait. War One games, and if they are, they're often like strategic map type games, like where you're just you know. I think uh,
0: like um, Company of Men or something like that maybe has a World War One thing.
1: Maybe yeah. I don't even th- see. I think it's all World War Two. That's
0: what the deal with World War Two. It's like the cool one, as <laughs> if well, like a war could be cool. But you know,
1: first off, World War Two is really like it, it's fairly easy to re- reduce it down to very base basics. As, in, as in, as like Nazis as. are evil. It's okay to kill them. Where World War One was a little more nebulous, and then in World War Two as well, the the machinery of war was becoming a little more like a little more. Robust. So in World War One, there's trench warfare where people would literally be taking pot shots across these giant trenches for like right. weeks and weeks and whatever. And like right. so translating that into a video game is not necessarily, an, you know, an easy task, I guess. Yeah. So okay, people but think it would I'm be interested.
0: Fun. It's more fun to kill Nazis. As Brad Pitt says in Glory, is bastard.
1: Yeah, with fast shooting guns. Like I know World War Two guns don't seem awesome compared to like advanced modern super warfare guns, but they are they are much faster than World when War One. You think I you guns.
0: can gamify? Harder to shoot guns better than easier to shoot guns. If that makes sense, right? You know, Maybe, like, but like, say
1: they had like, call, like say they had Call of Duty: Civil War, and it was like <laughs> the American Civil War, and you shoot with your musket, and then you're like, oh shit, I got to reload. There's like a, an eight button quick time event to reload your musket, and then you're like, get one more shot. Yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. the guy comes up and just stabs you. All right, all right. I just, I guess what I'm thinking of is, um,
0: I think the first or second Call of Duty, like they did feature bolt drivers, which I think actually had one bullet and you had to reload the one bullet yeah, all yeah. the time. And I, I, I always thought that was cool. Like I, I actually enjoyed I enjoy the high risk, high reward of the bolt driving gun. So And
1: there's in, innate suspense in that reload, you know, yeah. like yeah. where you're like you're reloading and meanwhile you're like, Oh God, oh god, Don't I gotta get me. this you know. Yeah. Um so
0: Battlefield One takes place World War One. They just announced it, no screenshots.
1: Oh no, they had a whole cinematic trailer. Interesting, it was pretty good. I
0: guess they'll show more at E3. It's gonna be an E3 thing.
1: Game uh, yeah, Spam. I think so. The thing about E3 this year, and it's kind of weird, is that a lot of the big companies are dropping from E3 or saying they're not gonna have a presence, and instead they're either doing stuff in San Francisco the week of E3, or they're pulling a Nintendo and doing their own sort of, you know, like Blizzard has BlizzCon, right? They have their own. Vehicle for promoting their shit, right? Well, like a lot of these companies are starting to do that now, and so E three is is once again experiencing an identity crisis uh, in a way. And so I think EA and, and Battlefield One will probably be shown off on the floor, I would imagine. But I I think EA is skipping E three. I can't I can't say for sure, but like. Uh, Or is doing their own events. So, anyway, E3 is going to be weird this year. Don't get me wrong. I'm still excited for it, especially the reveals. Because I kind of feel all the games I want to play are out. Or, like, I don't have a really heavily anticipated game that I'm waiting on. So, uh, I'd like to see something new and sexy.
0: Actually, um, and, uh, you know, for our audio listeners, we we broadcast a stream live on Twitch.tv/exm, And we have a guy in the chat room who suggested... Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two.
1: Thank you, Saved
0: by Christ. <laughs> oh um, man,
1: that, that I tell that, you, if that was announced, which yeah, I forget, I Battlefield One. <laughs> You'd be like, Red oh, Dead yeah. Redemption
0: yeah, Red, Red Dead would be I my be up all jam. Night, every I... night thinking of this game.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Red yeah. Red Dead Redemption, and and I know the sequel. the The map has been. Uh, a map has been leaked. It'll probably be a prequel based on the idea that Red Dead is set. What, one thing that was cool about it was it's set at the end of the Wild West. And so this would be Red Dead Redemption 2 or whatever it's called. Red Dead Revolution, I don't know, would be set pre, pre prior to that. Anyway, I. Wouldn't yeah, it be that's like a Red Dead Redemption beta? Because it's
0: earlier in the wah, thing.
1: Wah. The <laughs> thing about it though, Bo, is it, Rockstar always skips E3. Like they don't, they're never no, at E3. I know, but so I mean there's an article in
0: Forbes saying that it might be announced soon yeah anyway uh,
1: I I, I expect it will be it's just it's another exodus from E3 Rockstar's never been there and a lot of companies are getting out so
0: well it's all up to Final Fantasy 15 I guess or Nintendo is Nintendo pulling out
1: Nintendo only has Zelda on the show floor. That's the big deal. They're not showing any other games this year. They've pretty much raised the white flag on the Wii U. Mm. So, um, and, and they don't have the NXT, their new system. It's only going to be next year um, that we're going to. We, we'll probably see it before the end of the year, but it's only being released next year. I, so, I mean, Nintendo is going into the fall season with a zero, but bit, you know, nothing. It's the only
0: for, console without a VR headset. Or options. That's, you know, Xbox got Oculus and PlayStation has Vive. I have to imagine, or Morpheus, actually. PlayStation's doing the Morpheus thing. It's just what I'm trying to say is I've got to imagine VR is going to make an appearance at this year's E3. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. uh, That'll be the focus, I think, anyway. It's kind of cooled down a little bit, eh? Like, it used to be all hot and heavy earlier this year, and now it's kind of like... Are
0: they released? So, I know, um, you know, Scott Johnson, who I do the core podcast with... He ordered an Oculus Rift and it got delayed three times. So he canceled his order and ordered a Vive. He still hasn't gotten that yet, but he got... He was an upset customer in terms of he was we've been waiting forever.
1: Because the thing is launched, right? And he's a mild celebrity. It feels like he would have, you know... They would make an efforts or whatever, I don't think especially
0: he played that card or anything. I think you just ordered it. Did and... he
1: talk about it on the show at all? Yeah, any he talk... of the shows? Yeah, he's
0: been talking all the time about how it's delayed and how he never well, has it. Well, well, that's pain, what
1: so. I mean. Like, I mean, their yeah. marketing people should be all over that stuff, right? You know, a local, you know, local celebrity uh, has issues with their order. I'd be picking up the phone and this calling thing, him directly. Thing
0: about Oculus, like when I ordered the dev kit, um, I also got delayed too. Like, I don't think they're set up to be run like a consumer business where i suspect valve is more prepared on that front um
1: anyways tell, not me, to get too tell deep me when into VR scott talk. gets yeah. the vibe so i can go over
0: yeah we'll go we'll drive down to utah salt lake city we'll take a trip it's like hi we showed up to use your a vr machine
1: So, Bo, I see there's some overlap here on something that interests both of us, which is this glut of video game movie talk that's happened since the last episode. So there's been movies released, Angry Birds and the Ratchet & Clank movie. There's the Warcraft movie on the horizon, and Assassin's Creed trailer was released. I pretty much know, but you can go into detail which one of those interests you the most. Uh,
0: The Warcraft movie, which is in nine days. I'm going to go see it, so that's great.
1: I still haven't seen Civil War. It's tough having oh a kid. Oh, my God, dude. Don't, no that. spoilers. No spoilers. La, la, we la, 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 We won't talk
0: about it, except Captain America, it turns out,
1: he's a Hydra agent. I don't know
0: if you've been following the comic controversy. There's a new you comic story. You shut your
1: hole. You're, you're on very thin ice. No, this I'll... isn't
0: about the movie. This is about the new comic. There's a huge uproar and a new relaunch of Captain America that changes his story. And I think... I didn't catch what it was. I just know there's a lot of angry nerds out there. I think there it's because is he's, he's Hydra or something, and that just doesn't make sense. Anyways. There um, always Warcraft is. movie, so critically panned, but from the critics that I matter, saw
1: a review on IGN. And... They gave it a 7 out of 10, yeah. which is not bad.
0: I think it's hard to just give it an outright 10 because in a void, it's probably not a great film. But for the audience it's intended for, it probably fills... It hits the points that we would want from that. So, like, I'm not expecting Shakespeare or Tarantino or... I'm not expecting greatness in terms of dramatic art. I'm expecting orcs smashing each other's heads in who also talk.
1: But I'm curious if... Like they put a lot it a lot of money into this movie. It, there's talk about about return on investment, and like I understand that World of Warcraft had a lot of players at one point, and that I I have find it hard to believe that all those players were invested in the lore and story of Warcraft. Uh, and I feel like in terms of people who are going to run out and buy tickets. Uh, you're gonna have to sort of cross into today's teenager and mass mass base and I just don't know like if this movie is going to be able to do it if it's going to be a big big loss because um, I, I I hear in some of the reviews that it sets up some sequel plot th- threads yeah. so ideally it would do well and then it create like maybe a cinematic universe continued sequels or whatever it's so, so but
0: the movie's already been released in Europe And in Russia, like 10 countries, it was released like three or four weeks in advance. Really? So I know they're doing like, I don't think they're doing well in terms of let's rave about how much, it's no Star Wars, but I hear it's doing well, but it's the kind of movie that's going to do well at first and then taper off quickly because the people who want to see it are going to go see it, like you said, and then it's not going to be in the theaters like Titanic for six months because everyone just wants to go watch it. It's not going to be a draw after, you know, that initial hype, so yeah. I I heard a hundred million to make the film. Um it doesn't seem like it's on the it's definitely a lot of money, but it's on the high scale of Hollywood Productions. Plus we'll marketing. See. Like we'll see. But by all accounts, everything I've seen trailer wise makes me happy. It's just when I, I go see it, will would... I be entertained?
1: When I see it, I think, like, I have no doubt in my mind that you will like that movie. Like, there is no question in my mind. Like, like, you like like the Transformers movie? (laughs) There it is. There it (laughs) is. There it it is. I guarantee that this one is greater in terms of fan service and and be more faithful to the franchise sure. and all this than Transformers will be, and, and probably a better better movie than Transformers. It's which hard is to like,
0: worse than Transformers, really. Like, yeah, it's exactly. bad. I like it, but I know it's bad.
1: Yeah, it's like I I,
0: I know I shouldn't I, take crack cocaine, but I enjoy it. I don't do cocaine, actually, but I imagine that's the conversation you have sometimes but, when you're yeah. on the white horse, so,
1: you know? I, I, you know, it's just um, I've never – some people are really into Blizzard games for a for story. They, they tend to be um, lore-heavy. So even though the stories may not be very complicated, uh, you know, Go Kill Diablo – uh, the lore surrounding it often is quite, you know, meticulous. They've got their – they for the long time they had their three pillars in StarCraft and um, WarCraft and Diablo and now they have Overwatch and sure. stuff as well. But in terms of story, I have always felt that Blizzard is sort of like a teen kind of company, like T for teen. Like the stories are good in like – they're – in in, in – Good for video games type way, but like if if you look at it and you compare it to books or movies and all that sort of stuff, yeah. they're they're pretty like
0: yeah, it's not well, good. you're not it's not getting Reservoir Dogs or you know you're not getting gore in in like you but would. in
1: a, in a world with The Last of Us and Uncharted four it's, and and then going to these these games, it's sort of like it's tough when you see the movies that are they're choosing uh, the games are choosing to turn into movies. I just think it's like, it, I would almost be well, less faithful, and and try to to try to make it as is you know, you, professional as possible. You do realize
0: that we live in an age where there's a big budget feature animated film about a hot dog who tries to get laid with a hot dog bun. The what Seth R- the Seth Rogen movie about Frank the Wiener? Oh, I haven't he's a, he's a seen that. a male hot dog and. There's a female character. I don't know her name. But it was a hot dog bun, and you know, like wieners and buns. That's like sex talk for kids. <laughs> and it's Seth Rogan, so you know what this is gonna be. I'm just like, yeah, just bring me the shitty Warcraft movie. <laughs> like, if you're gonna do
1: that, no, no, boy, you're please. right, and like, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. poo-poo on it. I, I'm just like. I, I feel like I love video games so much, but yet I'm not interested in any of the movies that come out. Like, there's yeah. four movies this year. I love all the Assassin's Creed's. I'm still not interested in the Assassin's Creed movie. I'd rather just play an Assassin's Creed game, you there's know? There's a chance uh, that could be good as well. It, there is a chance, but I mean... it's
0: narrative strong, right?
1: Uh, I guess. I Like, it started strong, fell apart. Anyway, think... think Speaking of things that started strong and stayed strong, The Witcher Three has released its last uh, expansion, which is uh, uh, introduces a whole new continent, essentially as big as is the biggest of the three areas. Um, in in the in the first uh, in the main game, which is just gigantic in and of itself. New quests, new the whole you know what you're getting, just more of of The Witcher Three. Um, And I'm like, honestly, I'm excited. This was the one of the two that I was more excited for because the other one was set in the existing world. And this one really, really pushes it forward, creates a very sort of like thematically and visually different space. So I I don't, like, I know we've talked about the level of commitment required in getting back into The Witcher. I'm fully aware of that. So I'm not jumping back into it, but it is now that it's out and, you know, like I'm looking at my game shelf, what I'm going to play next. I still haven't played Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, I'm playing Overwatch right now. I I, I'll, I feel like I'm going to move to The Witcher after that. And there's nothing coming out in the near future until Deus Ex comes out at the end of the summer. I mean, there's nothing really burning the house down for me. I so
0: I've, I've got a list of games. When that Steam sale hits, boy, oh, boy. I don't know how you – have you not played XCOM 2 yet?
1: No, no, I missed that one, actually. Yeah,
0: XCOM say. 2 is supposedly really solid. This Doom game, once it goes on sale, I'm going to pick it up. I swear there's a, there's a giant two-week-long bender waiting to happen at some point with all these games. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, speaking of benders, is a different kind of bender. Um, no Man's Sky getting delayed again.
1: And yeah, I, I heard about that. the guy's getting threats,
0: like people are just going nuts. And I feel like that's a hype story a bit, but also people Sorry. on the internet are shitty. What? What? So, No Man's Sky is delayed again. You know the, that
1: I knew, but what's the other he's part?
0: Get, well, people are sending him death threats
1: because because of you know, the
0: delay. Yeah, they just want the game to release already. He's getting that is so getting stupid. Harassed. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. But didn't people Kickstarter this? Like, isn't it? Isn't, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no. All right. This well, is a Sony? So there you go. Sony that's the Sony. news item. They're stupid. The people. <laughs> it's not much more to say. I don't really have any details about it that I can think one
1: of. One thing I'll say about No Man's Sky, and this is always the little asterisk, is is that the company that's made No Man's Sky here has only got one or two uh, a game in its sequel to their credit. And it's Joe Danger and Joe Danger Two, which are uh, PlayStation Network games. There's about they're sort of like Excite Bike. If your main character was like a, a stunt, evil Knievel-esque stunt motorcycle driver, it's it's really fun, but it's really limited in scope. The the Joe Danger games. So for them to go from Joe Danger. To the no man's sky, like I, I've often wondered, I'm like, did these guys bite off too much? You know, like is are they able to handle this? And as it keeps getting delayed, like warning bells keep going off in my head, like, uh oh, you know. Yeah. But every time they set expectations higher, people are expecting the world yeah, and, and beyond. And,
0: and just to get a sense of how much how much ripple this has caused. There's a cbc.ca article. I just quickly did a Google search on the Google News. And like, CBC's reporting this? What the? F-? <laughs> That's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, for those of you listening who don't know, who might be in Japan and don't know what the CBC is. Um, yeah, so they're reporting about these death threats too. And it it's sort of hype, but one person said to him, uh, your little article about No Man's Sky being delayed has made me hate you to my very core. Sounds like you have a death wish. We will find you. <laughs> We're
1: like what? what? How about you man. never
0: get to play the game because you're a douche? Okay.
1: It's also funny that it's like it's not a sequel or anything, yeah. so it's not like you know. I can understand death threats for sequels. That
0: game <laughs> can come out and be absolute trash.
1: Yeah, you have good. no idea
0: if it's good or not.
1: It doesn't even have the pedigree of a... If- of a previous game so, or anything. So what to that compare. means
0: is probably he, if it's bad, now he's going to get death threats from people being like, you made me excited. And now this game sucks. No man's <laughs> sky. More <laughs> you like You gave no me man's blue sky. balls. Uh, okay. One last little item I want to get to before we move on, and we should move on is I just want to say Crofton, you should watch the Overwatch shorts if you haven't yet. And also I've everyone watched, listening. They're really I've good. I
1: watched three of them. Or no, t- which one? Which was the one you forced me to watch with a gun? the genji one with the samurai? Oh, if it was
0: that one, I did a good job. That that one's amazing. Uh,
1: and yeah. and I watched the I recently watched one of my own volition with the agent with the Batman ripoff guy um with the with the gun. Yeah, it's funny. It it was, you know, and it was pretty good. Like I mean, they're they're pretty good. My I really kind of wish that they would just put them in the game. Like I thought mm-hmm. when when the final non-beta version of the game came out, you'd start it up and it would open with a classic Blizzard cinematic or even take that release trailer, the one with uh, the, the monkey yeah. and Tracer with mm-hmm. the kids in the art gallery and like open the game with that or something. Like make it feel like something more than the beta. But it, you just start the game and it's like meh, menu screen, you I know. know.
0: It sh- I think they should be in the game too, mind you. They're probably saving on bandwidth by offloading it to YouTube <laughs> rather than their own download servers, but maybe they'll add it sometime.
1: I guess that's um, true. The,
0: the 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 thing The thing is that makes them cool is that also all of the animations take place on the maps in the game.
1: Oh, I, de- and, I definitely appreciated and, that. And
0: and, and like the, if you go to Hanamura, for example, you'll see the little arrows. You know, because like uh, Hanzo shoots arrows and they get stuck in the various parts of the map. The arrows are in the map. You can find the arrows on the ground and stuff. So stuff like that, little Easter eggs, are pretty cool.
1: Um, Well, Blizzard's always been uh, very quality focused um, in terms of things like that. And so I I think that's – I really do think that's cool. And it has made me a little more interested in in individual characters and stuff. But again, my – like. My interest in the story of Overwatch or whatever is extremely low. So I'm watching more to see the production values and the shiny fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, really, so, yeah. I really,
0: really dig what they did with Hanzo. It's just a brief little vignette. Like, it's not a much, but it was good. So that's a season one. They are planning a second season. Like, that has been talked about that they enjoyed doing them and they're going to be doing more. That's neat. So, so I think if I think that if I had to guess, there'll be new maps and new shorts to come along with sort of a drip feed of release content. I have to. It's apologize.
1: nice to see Blizzard do stuff like that instead of hiring out to Blur and these companies that do the, their CGs. Like Blizzard does its own its own CG or whatever, and and I can appreciate that. It takes a lot of time to do those things.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's enough. Uh, Remy. Txt. I feel like Let's, we've covered a lot. Let's move on, right? Do you wanna do you games. Wanna move
1: on? Let's talk about the games we're playing. You're
0: talking about making kids' minds like vegetables, talk about them on the street smoking
1: pot. This is games <laughs> per minute. How do you feel about cutting his
0: head off? More. Kind of a long bumper.
1: You're oh. talking about making right. this is when you try to play it twice. Um <laughs> here's here's the thing, Bo. I'm trying to think about the best way to do this because I I fell victim. To, I don't know if it's victim, to, to, uh, what is it when you have the overwhelming desire to purchase something? Um, isn't, isn't there some sort of term for that?
0: right? That's the, <laughs> I, I don't know. Germans but like, have a word I, for everything. That's what their language is known for. So I,
1: the Overwatch beta did the opposite of the Star Wars beta a uh, Star Wars' Battlefront okay. beta. I played in the Overwatch beta and then like when when the game released, I was like, oh God, I'm just gonna buy it. And I the the thing is is that I can buy it on PC and not buy the stupid edition with all the doohickeys that I don't care about and just get the basic edition for less like 20 bucks less money. And Man. so that was cool and, and I bought it and have subsequently played a ton of Overwatch. And I wanna talk about that because I know you play a lot of Overwatch and I have some questions for you. But since the last time I finished Uncharted 4, so I just like to to, to close the loop on Uncharted we, a little we, bit.
0: The, Crofton's next diary entry of of
1: the Uncharted Chronicles.
0: Uncharted Chronicles. Chronicles. Uh, do you have a sound effect for that? We should make you so, an intro.
1: So do you no, remember last time I was?
0: Apple. There you go.
1: The last time I was kind of getting down on Uncharted a little bit, not. It's saying that way, but the reason was because the game is so good and everybody's lavishing so much praise on it that like I feel, you know, I've become then the nitpicky person who's like, Well, what about this and what about that and blah 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 the other thing. And so I've finished having finished it, I just I just tried to put that aside and be like, Did I enjoy this game? And the answer was, fuck yes, I did. It was <laughs> it, it was a really good game. Nice. And um yeah, I just uh, I, I'm a little disappointed that Breck is playing it last, or first rather he's never played any of the other Uncharteds Oh, but you uh, know I, he,
0: he never has time, he's gotta go and, you No, know, I know,
1: and but he could, like you could buy the Nathan Drake collection or whatever Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like you could get he could into it spend least, money and
0: time being into the game or he could just borrow everything from his friend and just get out get through it. Like
1: Yeah, but then then start with I have two, you know, he could just start it with oh, that you but he could grab the games.
0: Like, yeah, he could play them. You're right. I'm on your team now.
1: But but the thing is, it's like 4 is the new sexy. It's everywhere in the media and all this. Mm-hmm. It, it's just there's – I don't want to spoil anything because people are still playing the game. I, it's still relatively new release. People may not be done it. But I will say that there is an epilogue after the credits of at the end Spoilers. of the game. Spoilers. Well, whatever. I'm don't quit after mind. the credits. There's an epilogue, OK? It, okay. And I'm not going to say anything about the epilogue other than – it heavily rewards your investment into these characters throughout the game and pretty much ties everything. It's like, it's the last Uncharted. Boom, here you go. and um, It's the, if, the last, in quotation marks, Uncharted. Yeah, it I know. made a ton of money. Let's not make
0: another one. Let's not make another one. <laughs> this this um, is how business works, right? Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> I know, I, like I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of variant or whatever. But I yeah, the thing is 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 that I just I don't know how somebody who has not played all these other games will they have enough of that emotional investment from this one game yeah. to like appreciate the masterfulness of that epilogue, which I think is really an amazing uh, piece of game making. Mm. Um so uh so yeah, I, I mean it's it's tough because I don't want to blow blow any spoilers, but I I will say that um, as a single playthrough game, it is amazing. Replaying it will be interesting because I feel like they've spaced out the action sequences a little more and had more exploring. It feels more like you're adventuring, you're 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 finding things and all that, and um, and that's great for a first playthrough. But once you have explored the world and you know where to go and you know all that stuff. Maybe – I, I don't know how compelling it would be for a second playthrough. And I always find myself being sort of like the the bah Humbug guy. But the only reason I do that is because everybody is so excited. I've listened to podcasts about this game. People are essentially giving virtual blowjobs to it like non nonstop. Like they're just – one guy says to the other, It's like, can – do you think this is perhaps the greatest game ever made? And the other guy's like, I think it most definitely is. Blah, 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 blah. And they're going back and forth. <laughs> Sounds
0: and like I, a compelling podcast full of differing opinions and
1: interesting Well, no, opinions. that's it. Everybody seems to be uniformly in, in, in love uh, with Uncharted. In love with the game, which is which is now which is great. I just That's fine.
0: We I I don't begrudge them that. It's a good game, and that's uh that's what we want to hear I, from I people who
1: like it. I I guess that's true. Yeah. So, uh, so and anyway. So, like, I, I want to talk more about Uncharted 4, but I feel like you not having played it is not going to make for the greatest conversation. It'll just be me well, let's not look. trying to spoil anything and, and kind of like subtly alluding to certain segments. Well, I, I, so, I, I, Listen,
0: we do the show. Sacrifices have to be made. Maybe not today, but put a pin in it and we can talk about it and put the spoilers out there.
1: We'll do Uncharted book club sometime. Yeah. In the in the meantime, are you? Did you want to talk about some of the games you're playing not, before we not, get to some?
0: Not too much. I kind of kind of dig that you're into Overwatch, which is funny because I'm start. It's starting to lose its luster for me. It's hilarious that you're starting to play. And be like, oh man, this game's got in it all the time. It, but you
1: just get its retail release. You just happen to I've be been in beta forever.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I guess, you know, just a quick mention as the games are playing, I started playing Banner Saga Volume 2. The how far are you? Um, maybe I played like three hours, four hours. Okay. It's hard to know how far I am because I don't know when that game's going to end. The first one was way too short. It's hard to tell where you were. But I will say this. It's direct continuation of one. Like they could meld it into two games seamlessly. I have okay. like I have like all the abilities I might have had at that level. Like you don't start at level one again. Your journey just continues. So you've got all these abilities and I forget what they all do. So that was a bit of a challenge, trying to remember the battle system in that game with fully upgraded characters, which upgrade even more, apparently.
1: So can you import your characters from yes, one?
0: Yes, but I don't have my save game on my hard drive, so I had to play a pre-made, which kind of blew. It makes me want to play volume one, actually, again. Because That's also cool for me, who hasn't
1: played either of them.
0: Characters in the story die, which actually affect who you would play as in your save game, if that makes sense. Like, if if a character in Volume 1 dies, you can't play as them if you import the save game in 2. So there's some really cool things, but the short story is it's identical to the other one. More of the great art, more of the great sound, same battle system. So if you buy 2, expect exactly what you got from 1, but new shit. Cool. Um, a Paragon. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry.
1: May, just makes it neat for me because I'll be. I haven't played one. You oh. said it was short. Now it'll feel maybe more like I get a full, you know, a full experience. Play them back to back.
0: Yeah, it felt shorter than it needed to be, but it wasn't short. If that made sense, like 10-20 yeah. hours. But I was just like, I could have played for longer at the time. I oh, really, really? Dug it. Yeah. Um. I also try. I was in the Paragon open beta weekend. Uh, that's oh, really? The Epic Unreal Engine Moba Moba.
1: Um, I watched the trailer for that but I know nothing it, else.
0: It plays like a MOBA in third person form with the epic touch of art so the guys look Marcus Phoenixy or whatever, you know, like Gears of Worry and the monsters are disgusting. Everything looks drab. So there's, there's not a lot of color. It's not a cutesy game. Like even if they're serious, a lot of these MOBAs have cutesiness and a, a wide palette and, and visibility. Everything's very drab visually. It plays like over the Third person, like, but it's not like Gears of War, it plays MOBA y and it's really slow paced. Like, you shoot a gun at something and it takes like a hundred gunshots to kill something. It plays like a MOBA. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but I did give it a go and it was okay. I only played versus bots. I can't say I really enjoyed myself. So,
1: oh man,
0: I'd like, I wouldn't pay money for anything in that game, I will say that.
1: Is it supposed to be free to play?
0: Uh, Yeah, all MOBAs
1: are, but, you know. Yeah, but, like, Overwatch wasn't, not that it's a MOBA, but it's, like, I can, you know, anyway. It's not a guarantee it would be free to play.
0: You can pay to get in right now with an early access pack or something, and I'm like, no, like, this isn't worth my time. I I just think what they're doing, it's actually an example of them copying, like, MOBAs, I think, a little too much. And yeah. you know, in, in and we've got Overwatch, which has a MOBA sensibility, but it's totally a Twitch shooter. It's this crazy high so you just look at that and you're like, I'd rather just play Overwatch. It's like way simpler. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I think I, I think when you look at these games and a lot of them are coming a lot of them are coming out, they're trying to explore this new market. It's a mix of esports, it's a mix of sort of what Team Fortress was doing a long time ago, and it's a mix of MOBAs, all these all these things are coming to the fore and it feels like Overwatch has kind of staked a flag and said, right now we're big man on campus. Everybody's got to kind of compete with us. Um, I think that's a good seg. You said that you are not as into Overwatch, but I see you playing it all the time. Um, so you said something that resonated with me. This is Overwatch. When I first got into the beta, I put in
0: like... Probably if I'm being honest five or six like over the course of some time 24 hour days wake up play overwatch only stop to eat and go to the bathroom and shower sometimes don't shower and then go to bed and just play the shit out of it. It's super good but I'm six months later and it's launched but it's lost some of its luster for me and there I think there's two reasons why one is I was disappointed that we didn't get more at launch because it's a box copy pretty much every box copy of any game i play you never get the whole game and i we had the whole game in beta we didn't really get anything new the only way that gets better is if they release content for free in dribs and drabs second issue is the maps are kind of boring
1: it's funny i'm going to uh, i'm going to agree with you there i yeah. haven't played for that long but i'm interested in the characters but not the maps
0: the maps are like take objective a Okay, go to Objective B. Okay. Like, why am I... Like, it's fun fighting the enemy team, and maybe that's the philosophy behind what makes the game. They decided to go that way. But I play MOBAs. Like, I'm used to more strategic things that you have to do in a game other than literally move down a corridor.
1: There's no dynamic element in the map either, right? Like, there's no, like... Just
0: the payload. The payload's the only, like moving thing moving player agency thing so it's hard for me to criticize it because it is really good so maybe what do i know but i get bored i feel i feel what i feel when i play the game it's that's not like my brain trying to give answers to other people but how to make it better or how to improve it for me but i get bored um once you've played now for like if i play for two or three hours i'm good you called it empty calories that's what i want yeah. to say is you t- and i'm like that makes sense because i have a pepsi right here i'm thirsty it's warm i take a drink of it i'm still thirsty after i've got that like tangy feeling in my mouth whereas if i had a glass of water that was real cold i probably wouldn't need much more water after that and to me overwatch has this empty calories kind of feel sugary kind of feel to it um so I, I haven't I did, been playing as much. I did
1: mention too to you uh, that, that it also – it it boots you. Like you, you're on quick play mode. It boots you out of a game yep. as soon as you're done yep. right into the next game, right? Like, right? You have to make an effort to get out of that cycle, like to, yeah. to leave it. Yeah. So it's like constantly pulling you – trying to pull you back into the next game. Yeah. And so that's that that is a double down on on the kind of like addictiveness and then but then when you're done like when I'm when I was done segments of Uncharted I'd sit back and be like oh man I can't believe this happened there was this story twist or this I I, I could talk about my victories in Overwatch and oh man I got play the game that time it was super wicked. But then they're gone, and it's like we either won or lost, and then it's another match. People bitched about Planetside being just like taking the same objectives over and over. But a game like Overwatch is like you finished, and you win or lose, but then it's like it means nothing, and then you're right back into it. And I know they're talking about a rank mode, and maybe that'll The rank mode will be the things. same
0: maps. It'll just be tougher opponents and you know. Higher
1: it, well, it's just – when I was playing Hearthstone, I found that, that there was at least um, – so like – I would get the gold to buy card packs, right? right? So I would, if I if I won certain matches in a row, like I never wanted to spend real money. So I would, uh, I would do the arena. I always wanted to buy the admission to the arena, um, and so I'd be saving up for that. And then you get the reward of card packs. Here, there's loot boxes, but the loot is really like not. It, it's, I mean, it's, oh, it's let's, okay. Let's, let's
0: talk about loot boxes. So loot boxes were the coolest thing in beta
1: partly Why? because Why am-
0: i think the drop rates have been lowered a bit okay and part and partly because it was just new like at the time it was new so when you got a legendary skin it was like oh yay and you couldn't buy them in beta now you can buy them and the cra- yeah. my crate like i haven't gotten a legendary and i've gotten like 25 boxes and i'm like yeah. are you fucking kidding me i'm going to buy 40 boxes and maybe get one legend like Just let me spend $10 on a skin if I'm that crazy and just want the skin I want. Don't make me play random. This isn't Hearthstone. So it's accepted practice in TCGs to pull this kind of shit. But you know it's milking you for money. Like, everyone who plays it knows, like, I could spend a lot less if I just bought the cards I want. Like, why do I got to buy random? It's why you do it. And they even made a game mode called Drafting where the randomness is an element of the game. So more justifiable. This shit is game content. In theory, you should already have because it's in the freaking $40 price tag you bought. It's co- yeah. it's no it's it's all cosmetic. So, the fact that it's cosmetic means oh, if it's just random rewards and you can't buy it, I psychologically feel one way, but I know a couple people have dropped 40 bucks and they didn't get the skins they want, but they were able to get one. And I was like, "Wow. Rip." Like yeah it's not a free to play game where they're like, oh spend money on loot boxes and we'll get you forty dollars that way It's like uh spend 40 bucks okay here's part of the game if you want some of the rest of the game, either play the game a fuck done oops yeah well is hey we're rated E I think so whatever or spend a ton of money and and I, I think it I, I don't yeah. mind a person giving money to a company whose products they love. I hate that it's random. I really hate that it's random. I think it's kind of BS, but it doesn't affect my gameplay, really.
1: It's funny, though, uh, because that's it. It doesn't affect the gameplay. And, like, if you don't give a shit about skins and stuff like that or greeting poses or whatever, then, like – And that's what – my big beef was that all this stuff in the loot box is really more or less useless. Mm. Not that I care – not that I I care that it's useless. I wouldn't want it affecting the gameplay, really. No. But – but uh i just feel like in hearthstone because you get these card packs and it was new cards and you could make different decks there's more of a there's more of a, a desire to to win these things or to get them whereas in in this it's it's not there and it's the only sort of like when you your character levels up, you get a loot box. It's the only dynamic thing related to leveling up. I I don't think there's uh, anything else you get for leveling up really. No. Um, that, uh, that you get said, a you get a border around your portrait. Yeah, right border. So the, okay. the minute to the minute to minute gameplay, I I generally find uh, really polished, really honed, and they've limited the scope so that as we talked about the levels and it, the, there's. You know, they in li- the game modes as well. They've limited it down and decided. You know, we're just going to get, we're going to put out something. It's going to be perfect, essentially, for what it is, and then we're going to expand on it from there. It'll be be interesting to see how they do that without the game balance uh, being broken. Yeah. But I'm still at the point where I haven't even really played as all the heroes yet because it, it does start with quite a lot. And so for you you to get to the point you're comfortable with one and then to be comfortable changing heroes and stuff like that. So, Bo, I got to ask you. Mm. I don't want to ask you who your favorite hero is because I know for you it's always changing on who you're playing. But is there a character right off that you can say is your least favorite to play that you know or maybe even two? Like are Um, there a couple?
0: I hate Mercy.
1: It's funny. I've barely played Mercy as well. Like the, she's the one with the the main healer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've actually done good things with her. It's just, it's a shooting game. I don't want to kill things. Like it's boring to be like, well, here's my healing pee. Like go for it. She's super effective. Like it's not that she, it's just boring. I just don't enjoy playing it. I'm like, no, thank you. I'd rather play Lucio because Lucio, you can bounce people into holes with his, yeah. his right click. Super awesome. Zenyatta... I'm not good with him, but I like playing with him because he's got balls. Just the, the yeah. ball animation is just awesome. The whole ball motif, I love. And and the other support, uh, Symmetra is amazing, actually. So I love. K-
1: yeah, because K- K- of K- the teleporter, the animated. see, she's Tor- one I have legitimately not ever played as. Not because I'm not interested; just feels like she's she requires a certain amount of she's, learning she's and all that of the and high, stuff.
0: She's the top win rate hero, along with Torbjorn, right now. Apparently, according to some. Yeah. There's a,
1: in Torbjorn was a one – the guy who makes the turrets and stuff was the guy I was – I was trying out the other day and I remember thinking like this is a Mike Hodgins character.
0: When I was playing it. Uh, for those who don't know or co-host on Good, Bad, or Bullshit, uh, listen to an episode and you'll find out why we say it, that. Yeah.
1: He's, uh, he's just like um, – he builds stuff, and he's got kind of like a thumper type equivalent where he shoots, and it just just all about him. Scream Mike to me, and therefore, Jump Rat are the Mike Hodgins characters. I feel like I Mike would dig Jump Rat. I didn't find him too uh, like. I, I mean, I was not bad with him actually. I just i I recognize his value. It's just he's not he's not me in in that game. So um. I, I, there are uh, there are other characters that I just haven't really even tried. Some some of them like Winston, I haven't played based on just seeing them on the battlefield and being like, I don't really. There's nothing that he's doing that I find looks tremendously fun. Um, where where you know, uh, is you know
0: why you know why I, I can explain why you haven't gone full Winston like six Winstons? It's so much fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you don't you know you don't have to aim his gun. His gun doesn't aim. So it's really good against Tracer if she blinks around you. You're just like whatever, I just hold my button down. Oh, okay. that
1: explains that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that wiener short-round laser gun. Um, the uh, I'm right now my two favorites are Lucio, who I've played by far the most. Turn it up. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Lucio Lucio's support character. He he can heal, he can also speed up characters and for some reason I'm pretty good with him. I don't know why. Um I never get one of my pet peeves, Bo, is that like you know at the end of the game they choose players, right. um, and you can tip them or give them votes. It means nothing except that when you get five, it says something like "epic" and right. uh, and yeah. it highlights it. Uh, I've gotten Lucy, ten
0: before you get another special thing at ten.
1: Oh really? It flashes uh, with...
0: gold crazy and you say another wicked thing. I've gotten a one. Oh, you get it's like a legendary commendation. It well, rarely see, I... happens.
1: I can't even get five, but I always get four. With Lucille, there's <laughs> some dick get four who minutes. votes for himself all the time. That's why. I, I vote for myself too, so I get three plus me, and I'm at four. I'm like, come on, fuckers, just give me one extra vote. I'll, I'll you tell know? you what,
0: unless someone did really well, I, I and if a healer gets a card, I always vote the healer. I
1: always vote the healer too, but yet people are fucking idiots. Um, so it's like because they see the play of the game and they're like, oh, I'll vote for that guy. I'm like, no, look at the healing numbers. That's huge, you idiots. <laughs> Stupid idiots. That's the point um, of playing support.
0: Thankless but, of God, uh, sometimes.
1: But yeah, Lucio, uh, I really enjoy. And I have been playing McCree a lot lately. Now, McCree is the Red Dead Redemption inspired dude, Clint Eastwood type dude. Aside from looking cool though, he struck me as somebody who is crappy based on the fact that all, he can walk and do a little roll. But like he's really slow mobility-wise compared to a lot of these characters. But um, his, his skill set, he has about three things that he does and then he has a wicked ultimate. Um And his skill set, I understand how it works together, which I don't necessarily understand for every character. You know, you learn. They have three skills, but ideally they work together in a certain way. So McCree throws a flashbang grenade and the right click does this thing called – what is it? Fan the hammer. Fan Fan the the hammer, which is blow all six of your bullets out at once. And then you can roll and get an instant reload on that. So it's like guy comes around the corner. You throw down the, the stun bomb. He gets stunned. You fan the hammer. If he's not dead, you, you do a roll and then you fan the hammer again. He's probably dead. So so that's, that's like I got that. And then his charge thing charges pretty fast and then you do his ultimate. His ultimate is the only time that he is useful to the entire team. Otherwise, he's just a good one-on-one fighter.
0: So, so I have some st- strategy corner for you on this guy though. Sure. Because he is really good at the narrow thing he does. So, like, the way I play him is, like, let's say you've got your team, and you got your front line and your support, and you got your people shooting. I try and sneak around for flanks. That's what try, I'd be I, doing. I try and hide, and I find their lowest health pool members and least mobile. Actually, not even least mobile. He's really good at tracers. You know how tracer runs around a lot? Yeah, yeah. You get if that you flashbang her, she's gone. Like, yeah. she's just gone. Like, yeah. she doesn't have any health. So... I play more of like a hunter where I'm not I'm being selfish and not trying to help the team. But that's exactly but I why because I, that, I
1: do that too, yeah. and and uh, that's why I like him right now because I'm not on voice chat with everybody, so I can play my own game where I'm hunting in the corners and I'm pulling out people with with, uh, with him. But the one thing I I feel like is I'm not really helping. I'm not being a, a quote unquote difference maker to the match unless of course. I get yeah. his ultimate. Yeah. I get somewhere up above, generally, and then it's like it's high noon, and then I shoot <laughs> shoot guys because I can. If I get a really good one, then it changes the whole context of the match. Yeah. But that only happens when he has an ultimate. What when he's the walking few around, a-
0: with a reasonable chance at a full team kill, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, a yeah. chance,
0: not a high one. It's, between him and Reaper, they have the biggest like. Can fuck up the whole team ultimately, basically. For yeah, the I've been part.
1: playing Reaper a bit, too, trying to get a sense. Both him and Pharaoh were really attack good. ones.
0: The thing that wasn't intuitive about Reaper, and I wasn't good with him until I understood, is that he's anti-tank. You actually want to go hunt tanks. because, right. because He does so much you, damage. You hit all the pellets with him, and so uh. he does more damage to tanks. Um, so, yeah, he shreds them to help them back.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the way that you could strategically plan an attack with him where you teleport somewhere and you see where you're going and then you have that, that break glass in case of emergency turn inv- invincible type move. So you come in, you do your damage, and then you hit it and, and hopefully escape. I mean, uh, I like I, I like that. It was fairly simple to understand as well. Um, so, yeah, and I'm many enjoying many guys have playing. an
0: ultimate that go into third person and let you watch yourself look cool. And Reaper has that. You know, you go into third person, you're like, Oh, I'm so such a badass, look at me shooting everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What happens to me almost all the time, because I get killed by that ultimate where he's spinning around with his guns. Uh, All the time I get killed by that ultimate. Often my entire team gets killed by that ultimate. But when I do it it seems like I'm like, I teleport in I'm like, oh, fucking sweet, here we go. And then I start spinning and then somebody headshots me right away. <laughs> and I fall down dead and it's like, yeah. the, you know, yeah. you got to wait for
0: the right moment when they're just they have their pants down a bit. Because like yeah. all those ultimates, they get fair is the worst. You go to shoot your rockets and if nobody's distracted, you get headshot right out of the sky. Oh yeah, so, yeah.
1: well, and, and that's that's it. It's it's not a game where I find myself frustrated very often, and I think there's a lot to be said for a shooter like that. Like I have stayed away from online shooters because I rage. Honestly, uh, like, I love Planetside, but, like, i would be playing Planetside 2 and I'm like, fuck, son of a bitch, that motherfucker, <laughs> blah, 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 and I'm going off. But in Overwatch, that has literally never happened. Sometimes I'll swear. I'll be like, oh, shit, or whatever. But for the most part, I'm just like maybe that's lack of stakes really i'm not too invested i'm yeah, mostly invested in my in planets, own shit
0: especially but... in planet side or other you know like that that guy that's be- owning you he's there forever he's in the world he's not going away anytime soon but if you no, have a bad know. match you can just leave and queue up with some new people and just shrug it off so
1: yeah all right. Well,
0: yeah. Overwatch, real good game. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more. Well, we will.
1: It'll probably be when I'm playing in two weeks, so you we should, we probably shouldn't milk it yeah, some more. Absolutely. I will say one last little little throwaway. I'm, I like this, uh, by
0: the way. Pardon me. I like what the last game you put here.
1: Super Metroid.
0: Yeah, that's a so, great okay. game. Classic A one, top notch. So
1: I bought Super Metroid for the Nintendo 3DS. It's um, The new 3DS has now like a couple of Super Nintendo games that you can play. I have the new 3DS. For some reason, it's not available on the old 3DS. People are pissed. I understand. It's Nintendo. You can own... Pardon me? It's Nintendo. Yeah. It's Nintendo. Whatever. So I have the new 3DS. So here's here's the deal, and I I think I mentioned it to Bo. might might have mentioned it to other listeners. I have never played Super Metroid. Err. Let me rephrase. I have never really played Super Metroid. I picked it up and and managed to play it at a friend's house for a few minutes. But I didn't have a Super Nintendo, yet somehow I managed to play a lot of the Super Nintendo games. I borrowed one and all that. Super Metroid is one I never played at the time. It is continuously referred to as one of the great games of all time. I've played Metroid Fusion on Game Boy Advance, I've played uh, uh Metro Zero Mission, I've played Metroid Prime, I've played pretty much all the Metroids except Super Metroid. And so brag much. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 ah, thank you. And yep. so I'm I'm going back here and and what I think is interesting about this is I'm playing a game that everybody goes on about forever. But I don't have nostalgia vision going going back to it. I'm playing it for the first time uh, you know, in the year 2016. And I, I've always wondered how these games actually – people put them in the best games of all time. But that's because of the enjoyment that they had at the time. I want to see how this game holds up and it's not how it holds up to somebody that has nostalgia goggles. How it holds up to somebody who has never played – it originally, uh, because I hear people on other podcasts and all sorts of stuff who say oh, when they're listening, best game of all time, oh Super Metroid, bar none. And um, dude, it's and still so-
0: played on Twitch. Like, there's constantly people doing speed runs of that dumb game. Like, more yeah, than
1: any, like, but- and like, I think that that's due in large part to nostalgia. So uh, I'm I'm taking that out of the equation. I do have nostalgia for Metroid as a franchise, but I I feel like I feel like I can look. Look past that. I feel like, say, we talked about Shadow Complex recently on this show. Yeah. It's a Metroidvania type game. Maybe it's better than Super Metroid. People would never say that because Super Metroid came first. But maybe okay. it is. It's just that the nostalgia goggles have blinded okay. people to it. Yeah. So I, anyway, I, I'm at yeah, the very a, beginning. I think so it's I, a good I'll, example,
0: I'll, though, of 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 that kind of game. I think you're going to be well served.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I hope so. Anyway, I've just I've just started um so anyway i don't want to talk too much about it just highlighting it for next time to be continued so bo what's let's do a time check
0: uh we are an hour into the show do you think we have time for dialogue tree i think uh, uh, it's a big one that we picked i feel like we had a pretty in-depth conversation about a shooter um Let's let's do it. Let's do it. We'll, All right, make we'll it, keep it brief. We, we'll just talk about what, what. what Yeah, we have a way. We have a plan. I think you, you and I are reading each other. There <laughs> it is. Dialogue tree. Now that there's one fine dialogue tree. All right. Welcome to the dialogue tree, where we take a topic that is prescient in our gamer minds and discuss it. And I'll let. Before Crofton introduces the topic, I just want to say, just as a note to our very few loyal listeners who are out there who love the show and listen every time we drop an episode, we try to keep the show to an hour. We really do. And it turns into two. So if we do any of this back and forth during the show, it's because we're really bad at being brief. But um,
1: Whatever. You can listen to it in more than one installment's. Stop complaining, people. Um, (laughs) So silence. Um,
0: (laughs) All right. The topic this
1: week is Bo and I will be discussing our favorite shooters of all time, Uh, and this is based on the fact we're both playing a shooter right now, which is Overwatch. So Bo, first person shooters. What was the first one you ever played?
0: Wolfenstein 3D, baby.
1: Was it? Yep. Me too. Me too. Actually, the
0: cusp of 3D world now. I understand there were games with 3D art and maybe even 3D games technically before it, but Wolfenstein 3D was what captured all of us game, PC gamer nerds' imagination and made us stay up till five in the morning trying to kill Hitler.
1: Question: Did you have the shareware, which was just episode one, or did you have the full? I started with the shareware,
0: and then um, my uncle, who was. Uh, big on the BBS scene back then managed oh, to get damn. a cracked copy of the full thing So
1: that sounds pretty much like how I found like don't uh, don't get me wrong we, I didn't spend any money but somehow I got a pirated version at one point but I definitely people had discs
0: around and nobody cared on PC games like, it was just like here I got the discs you know like there's okay. nothing they
1: could do really and I was like
0: a kid I didn't realize the ramifications of it back then just, your uncle's like here play this game kill killing Nazis you're like yeah
1: so. Well, I had played the shareware a bunch, so I was stoked to get the full full thing when I played through it. And I remember even getting, like, that was my first experience with mods as well. I got one, like, it was like a Mortal Kombat so, mod.
0: So, like, the shareware, the full version had, like, one whole other color of wall. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you, you're used to seeing wood and stone and blue thing, and then and you got, like, like, red brick. In the...
1: Yeah. <laughs> like and tapestries. There. Don't forget oh, the tapestries. Oh, tapestries. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, like... And he... I guess there were the op- one other uh, monster type, which was the officer. I think there weren't any in the shareware, because you had the, the SS, the blue SS guys, and the brown yeah. hot dog guys, and
1: no, there was there. Oh yeah, the, who had it? the automatic machine gun? Because the they were in the shareware.
0: Yeah, they were the first level guys.
1: Where he's escaping jail pretty easily. We're already not doing a good job on being brief on this topic. Okay, so then moving moving ahead, would you consider Wolfenstein 3D to be one of your favorite shooters of all time? Uh, Even based on enjoyment at the time, because I definitely would not. For me, no. for me, I I enjoyed I,
0: it. I played it a lot, but I would say, like for that period, I think one of my favorite games was Wing Commander. Which yeah. is first y but it wasn't. It was bit uh, based, so it doesn't count. So,
1: so um, then Doom, Doom, I take it.
0: Doom is high on the list. I played a lot, lot of Doom. Loved Doom.
1: I played a lot of Doom as well. I went to this camp is where uh, where we designed Doom levels, yes. uh, like the camp? Like You went to Doom Camp? Yeah. Oh my it's god! Called, it's called Virtual Ventures. It was in the Auto guy Auto. running this play? Like,
0: I don't want car- to be too derisive, but you know, like, was it like? no it was guy. it was
1: Carleton University in ottawa and they what? had this they had this thing called virtual ventures and it was a it was like a come and learn about computers and stuff and, and one of the things was designing levels you of doom went to
0: doom camp and you never talk about this I'm just learning this about you it now, wasn't
1: called so doom camp the first rule of doom <laughs> camp is you can't talk about it <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I think I know the title of our show this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so doom I played a shit ton of and and because I was at Doom camp I played it in multi in <laughs> in funny, land like said. multiplayer land so we played against like and then then dial up was coming coming to fruition so the next game I played against my buddy Patrick Richie all the time was heretic which oh, uh yeah. which Hexen and uh, heretic right Yeah, Hexen I played as well, but my computer was a little shitty for Hexen at the time. But Heretic was, like, essentially a Doom clone, and there was a lot of Doom clones. I remember I played – like, there's a lot of Shareware ones, like Blake Stone or some shit. Like, there's a bunch of these games – and uh, but but heretic, you were a wizard, and there were these power ups that did different things. Your character could like one of them allowed you to fly around, and and I played death match against Patrick Richie like every night through our through dial up, you know, mm-hmm. and you couldn't use the phone at the same time, right? So you could, you had no real way of communicating. We were just like. On uh, anyway, it, it's it's on, on my list of favorite. Sh- my first favorite shooter, like Doom. Doom was all right, but really Heretic for me stands out as my first one so, where I'm like, that was a a defining shooter for me.
0: So for us, we we took computer science class because you would had the Heretic and Hexen experience. We played Quake one and two over LAN in our in our science class. We weren't supposed to, but our teacher was so
1: inattentive. <laughs>
0: He'd just be like, "Don't play video games," and then we just install video games. But if you to play if, them if you do. <laughs>
1: Make sure it's Quake, <laughs> <laughs> and but we I, we go oh, in at oh, lunch
0: okay. for extra credits, you know, to work on our computer science projects. Would it just be to play Doom uh, Quake? Sorry, Quake Land. Quake Land. I great. missed.
1: See, this is a big. My computer. I was talking how it could barely run Hexen. Yeah. It could not run Quake or Quake Two. So I dropped PC gaming entirely for a long time in that in, in this time period. So I missed. I missed. The original, like, did you play the original Unreal Tournament? Did you no, play? No,
0: I, I missed the Unreal hype train. Actually, I didn't. That missed me completely.
1: So I, because for me, the big one, really, like, after, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there was anything after Heretic that was like, I played Dark Forces, the Star Wars one, um, and uh, but my Wars. computer wasn't good yeah. enough for Jedi Knight, um, all that sort of stuff. But the, the one that's glowing in my mind was uh, GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. was a good one. Which, which was when I went to college, I was in residence, and GoldenEye was the hot shit. We would rent it for players all the time, you know, and everybody has one of those games where it's like it just overlapped with the time in your life where you had a bunch of people available that you could play in the same room on the couch, and it was just nutso, and it didn't. It didn't hurt that it was one of the games that I was the best at in my life. I was really good at GoldenEye, Magnums for Life, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> that and, had a uh, trolley element to it, where if you were
0: really good, because they could see you beating their ass as well, and there's nothing they can do about it. You know?
1: No, it was uh, I. It was funny because um, I had uh, my roommate would go, who is a very competitive guy. He he was actually okay with me beating him in this game, and he would go around challenging other people on my behalf because there was no internet, so yeah. it was like it was no it wasn't like you were getting online and seeing who the best GoldenEye players were. It was like who in the dorm is the best? Oh, can I beat them or whatever? So, GoldenEye, and then following that, Perfect Dark, which which. Perfect um, dark was pretty I, good. I didn't right? play the multiplayer as much, but the single player had like these tiered objectives and stuff mm. I was really into the Perfect Dark single player, and I worked for Nintendo at that time So I had a lot of time playing Perfect Dark
0: Yeah, it was a good one, actually, I played a lot of that too um, I think for me, like around that era, I don't know if it was around that era But like, I really got sucked into Half-Life too. I don't know if you experienced that or not
1: Oh, did you play Half-Life 1?
0: I did actually and I enjoyed I, mi- Half that, I
1: missed that that was in my that was in my gap of PC gaming but but two was this
0: ins- two was an insanely long game, but without like there's narrative, but there isn't like it's just strange. it's this really there's no like there's loading screens, but you don't really load. it's just a little pause like it's like a really long journey and it's a shooter. it was a very unique experience and I, I want to ask you too. Portal's not a shooter game, but it sort of rides that line. Would you...
1: I'd separate it into a puzzle category.
0: Okay, fine. We'll forget Portal. But Half-Life 2 is up there as one of my best game, shooter game experiences. Oh, really? I'll
1: tell you something. And I played it on the Xbox 360 as part of the orange box and stuff like that. Um, I... I thought that – because there's so many lists with Portal 2 uh, – sorry, Half-Life 2 at the top, best games of all time, best PC game of all time. I've always felt that game is super overrated. I played it and I was like – at the time I'd already played Bioshock and stuff mm. and and I was like this game seems not as good or whatever. You know what but The, everyone-
0: the, the game is like a prequel to the Portal games because I, cause I played it recently in my VR headset. I had a chance to like go back. And what didn't occur to me then that occurs to me now, as a more literate gamer, is that there's a lot of puzzles. It's a shooter game, but it's filled with puzzles,
1: platforming too. Yeah,
0: platforming and like I'll ne- I always remember this part of Half Life Two where there's a bridge and you can't cross it, but the undercarriage of the bridge.
1: Yeah, I remember you can that cross, part you too. Trabat-
0: actually. And it's really long, and you get this sense of fatigue. You're like, oh my god, it's so long crossing this bridge. It's so awesome because I'm actually feeling. Like probably how you would feel trying to climb the undercarriage of a bridge, but you have to survive, so you got to move forward. I remember feeling like in the moment, in the narrative of that game, in a special way. And it's a shooter, so you know it counts as a favorite shooter.
1: I know it's, it's true. It is funny because I do remember the impression, but my impression was more like "fuck, when will this ever end?" You know, which is maybe what they were going for, but like it doesn't leave it making me think fondly of it. Yeah, I actually well. never even finished. I. It, it, there's two episodes they released, episode one and episode two. I never finished episode two. Like I started it and was like I, think, F it. I
0: don't think I finished two either, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: If I did. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it's not like there's any three. Um, So that that's – but I understand why you would list Half-Life 2 is a good one. Now around that time, so 2004, that's when I, my top shooter of all time came out. Now, I, I will point out this is by no means the best technical example of a shooter of all time. It just it just isn't and I recognize that. But the original Planetside, which is an MMOFPS, uh, one of the few, is to this day one of my favorite games of all time. And it is de- – it definitely would be tops in the shooter category, which is funny because A, it's multiplayer only. So you're not – you're not just shooting a bunch of uh, no – PV. Uh, yeah, which normally I would hate. Normally I want that feeling of I'm a super badass. But but in the case of, of Planet Side, it was like every kill you felt earned and stuff and it wasn't like – and, and you weren't dying so fast unless it was a, a, a trap that was set or something. So, I mean, it, it was that weird weird space between an MMO game yeah. and, and a shooter game where you could see your guy in third person. You had like a, a weird inventory. You had, um, yeah, you know, you it was before. You could see
0: inventory on the back too. Like you could see what people were spec'd out as based on what they were carrying.
1: Yeah, you like know? you do in an MMO, right? Yeah, yeah. Like – you, but see was, that, it, you see people's weapons
0: in an MMO. Like, you know they're holding... Like, it matters less because PvP is less, less of an issue. And transmogrifying is more of a thing now. But at that time, you could tell what someone was specced into based on what they were carrying. So you could strategize appropriately. You know, like, the biggest thing with Planetside was that I felt like Gorath. From, your character? Like, like, yeah, like, I've made characters in World of Warcraft where I'm playing a character... But I don't feel like I am the character. In that game, I, it's not that I was RPing being Gorath. It's just that I felt like I'd log in day after day with stra- strangers, not in our outfit or our guild, but who would just recognize who I was. Like, yeah. remember Night Train 2020? Yeah, Always yeah. down there in the caves. Like, it'd be no fight down there, but he'd be setting up defenses and just hanging out down there. And sometimes he'd he- pop in and. For years we saw this guy and be like, Hey, is night train twenty like like a literal you know, people that live in subways, like Yeah. Like literally that in a video game
1: where it's just like but, he's in the world. There's there by definitely himself. like personalities. You saw personalities express themselves. It was a we it was a cult phenomenon that we just happened to be involved with. Yeah. And like in a way the sequel has not diminished it, but they didn't may, tap
0: into social at all in that game, but,
1: but but it, it definitely – now people are familiar with it. Had the sequel never been announced or never released, Planetside would be one of these games that people would be Googling when we mention it. Now they should probably at least be aware of the sequel. Right. Um, but the first one for me is the one – because honestly – and we've touched on Planetside before and I could talk to the ends of the earth about Planetside and right. – I will say that it's. it's. Uh, I recognize its flaws. I've always recognized its flaws, but it still stands out to me as one of the best games I've ever played. So definitely makes my top shooters list. I'm assuming it makes your top shooters list.
0: Absolutely. It is number so, one
1: for me. So, question Does Planet Side 2 make your top shooters list? No.
0: Planet really? Sight 2 doesn't have its own identity. I, I've. Because I cause I've put 500 or so hours in that game. You know, yeah, I've you've played a lot. lot
1: of time. I've put I a lot of time in it.
0: And I think I. I was hoping for more remember at the time John Smedley was talking stuff like we want to have bases in the air where you can launch your ships from the bases and have it move around like I'm slowly coming to realize that I'd rather have a developer give me less but give me something awesome than dream about the moon, and then nothing ever happened with the game and like that that game launched and then nothing happened with it. It just came out, and you know we saw that s o e got sold off to daybreak
1: or whatever, but well now they they've recently I, I keep checking the updates. They now have base making. You can make your own bases in that game and stuff. Mm. Uh, so they're they're continuously adding stuff more than they did to Planet Side One, which really was left to wither on the vine but with how very much, few additions. How
0: dead of a game, Like how much have they not struck while the iron's hot to keep people into it? Like the Zeitgeist has moved on from Planet Side Two, right?
1: No, it it has, unfortunately. They've missed their boat now. Yeah. Um It's just that I realized that shooters as a genre, like first-person shooters, have not been my my bread and butter as a gamer. And going through them, and eliminating ones like Portal Eliminating I'm even eliminating I guess it's not fair to eliminate it But I am kind of eliminating the Bioshock games Because Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite Would definitely be up there as In terms of narrative based experiences It's probably not fair to I'm going to include them as my best sh- In some of my best shooters So Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite Probably the best narrative single player shooters I've played A lot of people would point to Half-Life for me it it would be um, it would be those games, but I generally prefer to play those types of games in third person. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I,
0: I, yeah. No, I get it. The first first person is a very distinct class, and sometimes the line gets blurred. Like I can't. I'm, I wouldn't include Warframe in it. I don't think it's one of my best shooters of all time. But it's not a first-person shooter, so even if I thought so, I wouldn't include it in our conversation.
1: What about one that you've mentioned many times, but you haven't mentioned yet in this conversation, is Doom 3. I was
0: just about to interrupt you to mention it. I love Doom 3. A lot of people like to shit on that game, and certainly it it took a left turn, but that game scared the shit out of me. They did a lot. Like it was pretty scary. I would play it with all the lights out and with my headphones up, so I couldn't hear anything. And there were some moments in that game where you're trying not to die, and something jumps out at you. And the the story I always tell is my my sister's fiance at the time came home quietly one day and snuck into my room and lifted up my headphone. And just went bah, and then yelled at the top of his lungs in my ears, and I literally sharted all of my pants. Like he got uh-uh. me so good, is so good. Um, so I'll always remember Doom Three, the I, game
1: I, that made me shart.
0: Yep. Well, it's the brother, really. But um, <laughs> uh, the other one, another honorable mention here is Borderlands Two.
1: You know, it's funny. It's a shooter. The, you, it's funny you give it an honorable mention because I – like there's so select few first-person shooters that have cracked my my like enjoyment sphere. It, 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 it's hard. It's not normally the type of game I like. But Borderlands 2 and its expansions and playing with you and the experience, I would definitely have it in my top shooters of all time.
0: It, it did co-op. It does co-op it succeeded in co-op in a way a shooter has never succeeded in co-op as a full narrative experience. So maybe yeah. maybe it's beyond honorable mention and just a top shooter uh, because i have a new honorable mention now. <laughs>
1: some some people would would just say about Borderlands and 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 they'd say about Planet Side One and they would say about a lot of these games that, that they don't have oh. uh, tight shooting mechanics, you know? Yeah. Like that they're more about, you know, numbers or stats or whatever and they're not about headshots or what, you know, like – and that would eliminate them to others. But for me who is not much of a Twitch shooter, it actually is a bigger appeal than it is a
0: yeah. – Yeah. No, it's it's got that MMO side with abilities like – where you can stick your middle fingers up at people as the guns are
1: <laughs> like it's just real juvenile. I have So what's your honorable mention? Okay,
0: um well, there's actually two cuz another one came to mind, but they're worth it. I know I'm being kind of uh, generous with my praise mm-hmm. here. But um honorable mention number 1 was Wolfenstein the Old Blood or not the Old Blood, sorry. What was it called? The
1: uh the New Order. The,
0: the New Order was actually very good. Um it was very very good. I don't think I would say it's top shooter. But if that company continues making games with that level of love, they will make a top shooter. It was real good. And the other honorable mention is Metro twenty thirty three, and it's new. The new the, there's two the two games like together because they're first person shooters, but they're stealth survival shooters. So it's important to shoot people, but it's also important to shoot things like light bulbs. You know, yeah. like like it, like there's this weird especially in the human stages where you're trying to turn out the lights and trying to sneak up on people, the way the AI behaves in that game is really good. And so um, honorable mentions, it's- honorable mentions as some of my favorite game first-person gaming experiences.
1: I enjoyed Metro uh, 2033. That was the first one I played. It did, um, but I haven't played the other one and I didn't even finish that one. But I, I did enjoy it while I was playing it and I liked sort of the... the uh, style of it i guess so i thought and and it it was much more of a i guess a tighter shooter and and i'm gonna say as an honorable mention is call of duty uh the first one so that i uh, when the first call of duty came out medal of honor sort of ruled the roost at that point i had missed medal of honor pretty much entirely as a series up until this point call of duty came out made by infinity ward um it, it provided sort of more of a – it's funny to look back at the first one as cinematic, but it was much more of a cinematic presentation right. to to that we've seen so far with regards to World War II. But also the multiplayer was just really fun and I remember at Ubisoft, um, we played it – uh, over the land very regularly, and uh, I, I I never played the second one or the third one, and I I eventually got back into the series with Modern Warfare, which I understand is some some people would put at the very top of their list. But both it, uh, but but Modern Warfare for me is never was never that's just not my jam. I don't like stuff that hits too close to home. I like the more out there stuff, and it just you know so all those battlefields, all those Modern Warfares, I haven't played. I have hardly played any of them, and that's why they're not on my list. But I know if you're listening to this, you're probably looking for a, you know, a lineup of Call of Duties. And but here's another
0: one that we've missed that I still don't think deserves it. Is the Halo series?
1: See, I, I thought I knew already. i I've played,
0: played them, but I'm like, I don't think they're the greatest shooters of all time. Sorry. The,
1: now mechanically, I think they're much better than a lot of the things that we've described. Yeah, I wouldn't say
0: it doesn't deserve its praise. We're saying best shooters, and it's subjective to us, so.
1: I played Halo 1, 2, and 3, um, and then but not like I was not a day in first day buyer. Like Halo was just I w- I was sort of late to the party. I like trying to play it co op with someone because the campaign allowed you a lot of that. No. But I haven't played Halo Reach, Halo Four, or Halo Five. And at this point, I consider myself like not invested. Um, I like them in the same way I like Metro twenty thirty three. Like they're good games. By all ex- extents, but they are just other first-person shooters for me that I never developed that emotional connection that makes that that elevates them to the top. So, um, so yeah, and and Team Fortress is another one that is a big name in, in shooting, especially with Overwatch. And I never, I never really, uh, I never really got into that. It was with the Orange Box on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, but I barely touched it. So I I probably would have enjoyed it, but whatever. People were already really good at it, and I hate losing. Hmm. So uh, that's that's a pretty good I think compilation of our yeah. history of shooters. Oh, I, got one other,
0: I got one that I'm not bringing up. I'm just I'm asking you. Yeah, where does, does Bullet Storm sit? And where's oh, bullet, Bulletstorm too? <laughs>
1: Bullet too? Bullet Storm would be um, is funny because I played from beginning to end, and when I started playing that game, I. I fucking hated it. I'm like, I can't believe I'm playing this piece of trash because it's just so – you don't realize it's not taking itself seriously at the beginning. It's kind of hard to – and then at a certain point, you're like – you're just laughing along with it. Mm-hmm. But I would say I, I place it in the same vein as the Halos and the – um yeah, and, yeah. The, uh, and, and the Metros for me is as like a really enjoyable first-person shooting experience. I had a good time. Enjoyed it, uninstalled it. Didn't really think about it afterwards. But I would, I would put it. If somebody asked me, should I play that game? I'd be like, yeah, you'll have fun. You'll yeah, have fun it, for sure. It
0: registers on the positive side of things. I, I just thought of it and I was like, I remember liking it, but no, I'm it sure it's I've, not greatest of all time in my opinion. So no, I've missed a lot of these games. It's, I'm sure it's the same just, reason why I didn't name Duke Nukem three D, 3D, 3D, which I played a lot at the time as a great shooter because it yeah. just felt like. Is jokey. I don't know. You know, it wasn't like a shooter shooter, so not best of all time.
1: Okay, quick huh? before we close out the segment, your top three in order: three, two, one.
0: Uh, PlanetSide as number one.
1: Okay, Plan um, I I concur with both. So my first, and and we're biased, obviously, but PlanetSide, Planetside, also, Planetside also number is one.
0: PlanetSide is number one. Um, I think. And it, Half-life it doesn't have to be how Half-Life it holds two. up today. No, it's fine. Half Life Two.
1: Is number two. Number two,
0: and I think it might be Doom three. To be honest,
1: yeah, that's fair.
0: I think I think that's it uh, to be replaced by the upcoming Doom if it turns out to be a better experience. But we don't know; it's pending.
1: I it has to meet you where you are in your life too, and like what your expectations are. So like it could be that Doom three just hit you in that sweet spot, even though you recognize it's not as good a game. Yeah, you know, I, and I
0: might play it now and be like, Meh. but at the time it was, I thought it was amazing
1: so for me it's uh Plan- planet side at num- at number 1 mm-hmm. uh golden eye at number 2 yep.
0: um
1: and uh i'm going to say Ah, geez, i might i i might say hair ticket number 3 just based on impression at the time that i played it what would you i say for i
0: number will is hair ticket heretic. heretic okay i heard a hair ticket and i was like what <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but I will say I did leave out Jedi Knight Two, uh, mm-hmm. because even though. That it is a first-person shooter when you're using any weapon except the lightsaber. Right. As soon as you use the lightsaber, it becomes a third-person game. And pretty much, I almost entirely played it in third person. So it's unfair for me to include it in this category, even though in many ways you would say that it's a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Je- Jedi Knight, I have to uh, Jedi Knight Two. I have to take off the list. Um, I didn't play a couple of other Star Wars. I never played the battle fields or the battlefronts um so like people might include those on their list i'm not so my top three and like heretic is it like even borderlands is as a more recent impression sort of and and the bioshocks are are nipping at its heels to replace it as the third but the top two golden and PlanetSide, are locked in those are two of my favorite games at the time to- those times of my life i've you know i wouldn't trade my experiences uh uh, for the world, so th- yeah. definitely, uh, definitely good. Those are our best uh, best shooters. Yeah. What are your best shooters, folks? Let us know. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Exm Podcast. Just tweet at us your favorite shooters, uh, or you can send us an email. I guess at Exm Podcast at gmail.com um, All right, before we do some show closing stuff, let's just do our uh, our recommendation of the week: bow in inventory management. Inventory management is a challenging and inexact science. I love that guy. Um, so yes, I also love him. We will speed a bit to the end here. So my recommendation of the week is uh, Uncharted Four, which I've finished, and consequently the entire Uncharted series. If you haven't played it, you can get the Nathan Drake collection on Crofton, the PlayStation really Network wants right you now. To
0: play them in chronological order. I, I don't know why, I, but I trust him.
1: I do, however. If you were to skip one of the games, skip the first one and start with the second. That's the only one. It it doesn't hold up as well. A lot of what makes Uncharted Uncharted was not introduced until the second game, although... For the benefit of story, starting with the first one is probably the best way. But if you start with any one but the first one and try to go back to the first one later, it will look really bad. Okay? But Uncharted 4 and the entire Uncharted series, my recommendation.
0: Oh, I know what's next. It's a remaster of the first one, a super remaster. No? Okay. All right. Bo. Bo, my recommendation. It's Overwatch. And we talked about it a lot last episode. We talked about it a lot today. We will be speaking of this game again. So I'm not going to go into too much detail if you can't figure out why I recommend it. But I haven't recommended it because it hasn't been on sale until this episode that we recorded. So um, in spite of my concerns and weird feelings about the game, it's also from someone who's played it a lot already. So I think that if you spend the $40... Just to try it out and getting into it, you will get your money's worth and enjoy it. There's something in there for a lot of any shooter fan, pretty much. So I like
1: how in in these episodes, like generally we're struggling for hidden gems or whatever, but we just recommended Uncharted 4 and Overwatch. If (laughs) anybody (laughs) is not playing one of those two games in the past couple of weeks, then I don't know what they're doing. It's like we went to
0: Metacritic and just picked the top
1: two scored games. What are the two top? Oh, Uncharted 4 and Overwatch. Yeah. But anyway, there's. what we're saying is they're worth the money yeah. and you should play them yeah. so and i play uh, so
0: little games to actually give you first hand recommendations for that i feel really fully behind this one so
1: i hear that yeah so uh exmpodcast.com is the website you can find all our old episodes there uh, you can also subscribe on itunes and um, google play we would love for you to do that you can give us reviews we love those too Twitter at EXM Podcast, as I mentioned earlier, Facebook.com slash EXM Podcast is our group. E, uh, on Facebook, EXM Podcast at Send us your, your topics, especially for the dialogue tree. We'd love to discuss them. If you have any thoughts on any of the stuff we talked about this episode, um, we would love to hear from you. Also, we stream t- on Twitch, twitch.tv slash EXM Podcast, uh, generally on Sunday evenings. Uh, you can join us. But if you follow us on, on Twitter, you'll be much better informed as to when we go live. Also, if you like the show, we have a sister show. It's called Good, Bad, or Bullshit. And Bo and I do that with a gentleman named Mike Hodgins. Not as good, but what can you do? He <laughs> doesn't cost much. So uh, Bo and I are both individuals of individual natures. Uh, you can uh, follow us individually on Twitter or other places, I don't know. Bo, where can they follow you?
0: All right, you can find out what I'm up to at Bo Schwartz. And um, as Crofton said, check out Good, better Bullshit. It's a great little show.
1: And you can follow me at Crofton Steers. And with that out of the way, we will move into our final segment, the Master Game Theater Quote of the Week.
0: It's now time for Master Game. All right, dude. What's on the agenda today for Master Game Theater? You took care so, of it like a boss. I don't even know what this – oh. <laughs> so here,
1: the, the, this, is how, this is how it goes here, bow. I knew this episode would run long. I knew we needed a short quote to just piece out on. And then I thought to myself, every single Uncharted game opens with a quote from, from a famous character Sorry. Uh, his throughout history that ties into the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they all often leave an impression with me in this. In the, and I was like, I'm just going to read the quote from Uncharted 4. It's the very first thing you st- see when you start a new game. All right. And and uh, we're just going to go out on that. This is how we quickly peace out. <laughs> okay. Wait, let
0: me set you up for, for um, oral diversity. So you don't say anything more now except the last
1: thing of the show. Do you have anything? last words? How about you say the quote? You just have to read it.
0: I, I, but you played the game and you're enthused by this game. I Just,
1: should... I'll I'll explain the character okay. to you because we never see him. He's dead. But Henry Avery was the greatest of all pirates according to the Uncharted lore. Okay. Okay. so he's a pirate. That's all you need to know. He's a pirate. Okay, and, and this quote comes from him in 1694. It's a real, real quote. Like Henry Avery's a real person. He wrote this quote, and it the words appear on the screen at the beginning of Uncharted Four. Beau's gonna read it. And thanks, folks. Uh, Hope to see you next time.
0: I'm a man of fortune, and I must seek my fortune.
1: Henry Avery would be proud of you.